This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. On today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition, what's some of our favorite pet tech? Automated doggy doors, self-feeding bots, GPS, or feline Fitbit? We talk with trainer Nicole Ellis and her good girl Maggie about hashtag International Dog Day. I'm sure our chat room has a lot of questions for you. Um, This is the time where we get to see what you have to say. So if you have questions for Nicole, let us know. And if you have questions for Alfred on his story with Ring, also he's still around. So BVG, what are people talking about? So everybody loves Maggie. Shocking, I know. Uh, Thank you again, Nicole, for coming. This is easily the best episode we may have ever done. So um, She's like, I'm very excited. (laughs) Uh, You going to do some tricks? Want to do some tricks first? We can Why do tricks not? First. Yeah. Yeah, let's do some. Or if I must. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> can you sit? <laughs> I did it. Here's a trick. Here's a cookie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ready? You guys ready? Okay, ready? Okay. Good girl. Ready? Jump. Good jump. Oh, okay. S-I-T. I know. SIT. You strike a pose? Oh, come over here so people can see. SIT. Pose. Good job. Can you talk through like some tips? Like you just yeah. said SIT, so you're like you're like not just saying sit, you know? Yeah, so I like to keep my dog's brains working. So we have all sorts of different things that I ask him to do. Everything she does is on a hand cue or a verbal cue. Okay. So even if it's loud or noisy somewhere, I can ask her to do it, even if she can't hear me. And I'm a big fan of that. I know, back it up. Can you take a bow? Good girl. I'm gonna move over here so people can see. Wait, do a handstand. Yes, very <laughs> nice. Can you jump up? I know. Can you tell me a secret, Maggie? That's a good secret. We can't tell everybody what you've said, though. Circles. And she is very excited. She'll bark often when she's. Oh, she's, you're gonna do another handstand. Okay, that's fine. You can do one more. <laughs> I'll take all the handstands. Yeah. And since awesome. Maggie does movie production work, sometimes she she is a girl dog, obviously named Maggie. But sometimes she has to play a boy dog, so we can put a blue collar on her. Can you show her how boy dogs pee? Hit it. Good girl. And she's not really peeing. That's CGI magic. But she can hold her leg up like she is peeing. I know. Can you come around and we'll just do this one more, and then we'll do answer some questions. I love this Hollywood famous Get dog. On. Yes. Good girl. Is there anything we would have seen Maggie in? Um, she's done everything from Target to Neiman Marcus, um, lots of photo shoots, Petco, PetSmart, um, lots of fun dog stuff from Pet Play Toys, Sleepy Pod, and other fun pet stuff. That's cool. Yay! Yay. Good job, Miss Meg. Okay. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And everything we train is with positive reinforcement, so you can see she's super excited, Mm -hmm. and that keeps it fun and exciting for them. Wow, what a good girl. I can't even get over this. I don't want to do the rest of the show. I just want to watch dogs. <laughs> That's all I care about at this point. But a lot of people are uh, dog fans in here. Uh, Yan is asking if we're dog per- people or cat people. I'll go first. I'm a pet people. I've had everything from dogs to cats to reptiles to rodents and almost everything in between. Pretty much anything with four legs 
or less. Uh, I'm not a big fan of insects, but that's me. What about you guys? I as you've got you've got Tori. Yeah, I've I've had labs. I've have, I have a lab now, and I've had cats before. So like I. Pets are good for, with me. How about you? Oh, yeah. Well, I grew up with uh, a Pomeranian, um, and I had a roommate with a cat, a little on the allergic side, but I still litter sleep on me, so I put up That's with lovely. it. Yeah. <laughs> I have, obviously, two dogs. I also have a horse, very big family member. Wow. Um, so pets are my family. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, same. I've got two cats right now, and uh, one of them's kind of a brat. The other one's absolutely precious, so... Uh, Yan is also asking if there is an International Cat Day. Yan, are you a cat fan? I'm Do we know if there's an International Cat Day? There should be. For sure there is. Uh, August Probably. 8th. It just it passed. Oh, we missed it. We just <laughs> missed it. <laughs> we'll celebrate it today. That's yeah. okay. Well, one of the interesting things that uh, when I was researching with Rover is that now you can get, like, care for cats, too, on the app. So it's not just for dogs, right? Yes, and yeah. I love that because they need attention, too. Mm-hmm. And they are a lot easier than dogs to go out of town, but that doesn't mean they're not social animals. And so having someone come by for even 30 minutes that's a trusted pet sitter to play with your cat, clean that litter box, get them some fresh water, really does make their day a little bit better too. What other questions we got in the chat room? Oh, plenty. Let's go ahead and take one from Jay from Jersey. Do you like big dogs or small dogs? And what is your favorite breed? Now, I grew up with um, multiple German Shepherds, so I'm biased to that, but I literally can't name a dog that I don't like. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, nervous Chihuahuas. Don't like them. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to be able to wrestle a dog. Maggie's a good size. I like to, I like to play fight with my, my pets. But uh, if a nervous this... Chihuahua needed a home, I would still give it one. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about New York and these tiny apartments is that, like, I don't want to get a big dog. If I don't, have, I, we were talking about getting a dog, and I'm thinking about a small one. But you can get that robot one from Sony. Oh yeah, get Ibo. You just yeah. turn it off. <laughs> have, have you ever met Ibo? I have. Yeah. What What are your thoughts? For some people, it's great. I've heard it also works well in like nursing homes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I think there is a place for it. I. I like my real dog, <laughs> but there's something for everybody. I mean, if you don't want the responsibility, by all means, please don't get a dog and right. get a robot dog. If you don't have the time to commit to your furry family member, mm-hmm. maybe a robot's the right choice for you because it is a commitment. Tori, his dog, Tori, met Ibo. Yep. Did not really understand what it was at first. Yeah. And then eventually started ignoring it because it just didn't interact properly because it just it's like okay you're, you're you don't smell like anything yeah, right? it's yeah. Like you're plastic you're either you're a vacuum or something else but didn't care yeah a lot of the electronic toys nowadays it takes our pets a few minutes to kind of understand it's not something they see every day they see cars they see trucks they don't see a little toy spinning and spitting out treats right so there's definitely a period of adjustment of I'm just thinking when my, when my dog saw a police horse for the first time, they were like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> they had not seen a horse in forever, so they were just freaking One was freaking out, one was just like, I'm going to see this. Thing. So, Big dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a question from Michael Brown. He says, uh, what do you think is the best tech to put on your pet? Uh, more specifically, uh, what do you think would benefit the pet most? Automated doggy doors, self-feeding bots? I have a self-feeder for my cat just in case I ever get stuck at work longer than I expected just to make sure that um, they're taken care of make, uh, in case there's a little bit of overlap. But that's that's kind of the extent I've got for pet tech myself. Uh, I, as I know you use... You've used dog walkers in the past. We've yes. been talking about Rover today. You've got um, cameras in your house, too, just keeping an eye on on lovely little Tori. Uh, any, anything else we can think of? I like, 
I think microchipping. I don't know how you feel about that. Wait, I think Alfred's, Alfred's here. He's agreeing with the microchip, but yeah. no one can see Alfred because you're hiding behind the microphone. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hi, everyone. Hey, Alfred. Uh, yeah, the microchip is my bet uh, as well. I definitely think every dog should be microchipped, but it's not really a newer technology right. per se. And this thing is like when the older like standby. And they need to be found for that microchip to be used. We can't ping it and say, where is my pet? Right. Which is a common misconception. People are like, I don't need a GPS collar for my dog that escapes. He's microchipped. Well, unless someone takes your dog to a vet or an animal shelter and gets that chip scanned, that chip's not doing very much for you. Agreed. Um, as for the pet products, I think it really depends on your lifestyle. I have a family that... A doggy door, electronic doggy door is perfect for them. Like other critters can't come in. It only opens when the dog goes nearby. Um, I probably wouldn't need it in my household. I'm with my dogs a lot. I do have a doggy camera. I have one called the Furbo. And it actually notifies me if my dog is barking. Um, he can take a selfie by sitting in front of it. And I get a selfie alert, which is just kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and I can also toss treats through it. Okay, Which I've is fun. So I like the other day we had our rover sitter come and take her for a walk and we call her our auntie. And I just see them so excited and just makes me so happy seeing that. Um, I do like GPS activity monitoring. So I think it's really depending on your pet's lifestyle and your lifestyle the best item for you. It is so neat. The dog probably learns, hey, if I bark enough, I'll get a treat because she'll throw me something. I don't reward the barking. (laughs) (laughs) But I know if something's there, if someone's at the door, things like that. It's exciting. My automated feeder has taught my cat how to tell time. She knows now. Like, she can read. She knows it's 7 o'clock. Guess what? I'm getting food one way or another. And if it doesn't happen, it's time for me to have a fit. (laughs) I've heard that from multiple people. (laughs) Uh, here's another good question uh, from Commander Trium. Automated cat litter emptying device, good investment. Do you think so or not? Uh, I would stay away from that just because I don't trust robots in my home. Um, but I did in the past once use uh, like a Roomba to try to keep up with the litter and the cat shedding. Uh, it didn't go great. Uh, uh, Nicole, as far as Maggie, I mean, you've got her pretty much at your side at all times. Have you ever had any... Um, concerns about leaving her home alone for an extended period with something like that? Because I know that there's similar things for dogs as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, if I'm gone for an extended period, I'd rather have a real person come in. I have a rover person come take them for a walk or spend some time with them in the house. To me, nothing really compensates that. Um, But we do have the Roomba vacuum cleaning up our dog hair. (laughs) Um, The cat litter boxes I've heard are great. And I would rely more on a person coming in and feeding almost then or having a backup plan what if the power goes out what's going to happen with that automatic feeder oh, that's a good point so that's where just having a sitter on hand or a friend or neighbor nearby just can come by just your cat wouldn't be happy he knows his schedule we need to keep his food coming so i think there's a place for all technology it's just understanding it and as you and i were talking about earlier technology is even used nowadays for pets in ways we don't see it um so there's harnesses that are crash tested by a third party to keep our pets safe in the car. Mm -hmm. Same way you're buckled in, you buckle in your children, we should be buckling in our pets. Mm -hmm. And so there's a company called Sleepy Pod and they create crash tested harnesses and carriers for our pets. And the amount of animals that get injured or die each year in a car accident is just mind blowing to me. And the yeah, more I, I never look- see people strapping their dogs. You always see, yeah, it's a little, it, it's it's so dangerous. Yeah, and so even like a 30 mile per hour collision, a dog this size, it's a thousand pounds of force going forward. So that's enough to injure other people in the mm-hmm. car, your children in the car. 
And so now SleepyPods created crash test dummy dogs, and you can see all these videos online, but they created sensors inside the dummy dogs so they can see where the pressure points are in an accident to create a harness that really, um, the kinetic energy can be dissolved into that, that keeps the pet in the seat, and through GoPros and other technology in these crash test pets, we're able to keep our real pets safe. And that's something we don't think about day to day. It's not like, oh, we see our feeder. We see our Roomba. Mm -hmm. But it's something that, sorry, there's dog hair flying. (laughs) (laughs) It's something that really makes a difference in keeping them alive and safe each day. Especially when we take our pets to the vet. We take them places. We put them in the car. Yeah. I went with a Kurgo harness for my dog because she had a neck injury. And I couldn't use any more neck leads. And I found out the harness is that way. And they also talked about the, the for cars, how important that is. So it's, that's good to hear. There's lots I, of different options out there. I recommend you watch the Center for Pet Safety. It's a third-party company, and they post crash tests of all these companies. Great. So highly recommend you you watch those. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we have about four or five minutes left. Let's go through a couple more questions. Yeah. Uh, Storm King has a question directly for Nicole. Uh, training dogs as in a service dog, or is there a difference? So yes, training for a service dog means that the animal needs to be able to medically do a task that assists you, that you wouldn't be able to do on your own. And there's a lot of confusion on this with emotional support animals and therapy animals. Service dogs are the only one protected by the ADA, the Americans with Disability Act. So an ESA is not protected by them. That means we can't be taking them into restaurants, the shopping centers, and it's getting abused a lot where people are faking it. And I know a lot of people who have service dogs, and they're really affected by this. I did a book on working dogs, and it was the countless story I heard. So your dog needs to be able to do something, whether it's doing deep pressure therapy to calm your anxiety down, bringing you your medicine. I've seen everything from dogs alerting to seizures before they happen, to migraines before they happen, blood sugar changes, and even things such as like, um, we photographed a dog that was a peanut detection dog. And the little girl had a life-threatening allergy to peanuts. So the dog would search a playground, the school classroom, to make sure there was no peanut residue. So the dog needs to actually do a task that you couldn't do on your own that helps you get through your life easier. Ah, that's fascinating. All right, next question, and then we're going to segue quickly back over to Alfred's topic. Uh, I want a GPS transponder. Oh, this is coming from our friend Commander Trium, by the way. Uh, I want a GPS transponder injected into my pet. And these are available, but are they going to become smaller anytime soon? What is the future tech of those tracking chips you can put in your Oh, like pets? putting GPS in inside, yep. you mean? Gosh. Yeah, there's definitely, it needs to make more progress. The problem really is the battery life of things mm-hmm. nowadays and keeping it powered. And science is evolving, but I wouldn't trust it yet. But hopefully in the near future, I think it's something we could all use for our pets. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and talk again about our lead story today, which was about Ring and Amazon and law enforcement. (laughs) Hi, Uh, Alfred. (laughs) Marianne asks, does Alfred know the laws that govern gifts as an official that an official can accept, like $50 credit for a Ring uh, camera? That seems kind of questionable. Alfred. Yeah, it is questionable because most of the times we call it bribery. Um, in this sense, though, and in most senses of when companies try to court, uh, you know, government officials to use their products, uh, which is, can be millions of dollars, um, they kind of get around it. You know, sometimes they'll throw a fundraiser for them or give them a certain amount of products for it. That's why it's a little bit different in, in, in this case where it's not straight up bribery, but, you know, giving $50 discounts to any police officer that wants to use it, um, 
I might call it that, some others might see it that way. The law doesn't exactly see that as bribery. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Great contribution. And then to close things out, a uh, comment from Jay says, I don't like the police having access to my private cameras. That'll be our poll to the audience today. Would you or would you not play nicely with this scenario? Uh, how would you react if you were yourself were getting pressured? We're not talking about regular citizens getting pressured. We're talking about agencies. Yeah. But still, if someone came knocking at your door, or slipped you a fiver and a camera and said, hey, what do you do? I want to know what your reaction is. Just kind of curious. Uh, and then one more from Yan. Shouldn't the police call for uh, a tender for such things, offering discounts to police officers? Personal ring cameras sounds awfully fishy. Yeah, it does sound pretty fishy. I mean, they offered it to the entire police department, and it's not like they said use this for your personal home or anything like that, but the discount is just like a blanket kind of thing where police can do anything they really want with that discount. I know um, over at Gizmodo, uh, reporter Del Cameron had found out that the discount codes that they were giving um, didn't need to come from a police email. It, any, like He found out himself that he could use that discount, so it's kind of like they could just give this to anybody if they really wanted to. That is sketchy as hell. Yeah, that's love it. Thanks, yeah. Amazon. Well, thank you for covering such a tricky story. You've been following this for how many months now? Um, probably since May. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, that's that's a dense topic and a hard one to kind of decode. So I'm sure there will be even more wonderful yeah. news coming out of this. Uh, but in the meantime, we are out of time. Everybody, this has been a wonderful episode. I don't want to leave. Can can you leave Maggie here, Nicole? Please. Can <laughs> you're welcome to stay too, not to be rude. She wants her own chair. Yeah, <laughs> she can have a permanent seat on this show, as far as I'm concerned. She's a lot to bark about. But thank everybody, you so much. yes, thank you, Nicole. A special thank you to Joan for running the teleprompter today, and everybody rallying to the cause. A special thank you to Marta for running the camera, the pupper cam, as it's officially been dubbed. And uh, until next time, everybody, we want to say. thank Thanks for coming. We'll see you tomorrow. And uh, Bridget, go ahead and take us home. Yeah, and if you'd like to catch us again, you can find us every weekday morning here on YouTube, Periscope, CNET.com at 11.15 a.m. Eastern. And we also have an audio podcast you can subscribe to. All the details are going to be in the description below. But we want to know what you think. So today was a bit different with our guest. If you want to see more of this, give us a like. Let us know. And tell your two friends about us, too. It helps. For The Daily Charge, I'm Bridget Carey. I'm Maya Zaktar. Thanks for joining us.